Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch podcast. We are broadcasting from our new studio in the heart of Irvington. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, as always, my co-host, Thaddeus J. McKee. Slapping pappy, wah, wah. On the wheels of steel, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, and the last white dragon. Give it up for Zach Roan. Hey there. And a very special guest with us from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, comedian... Uber driver to the stars and former Abercrombie uh, model Zane Zadie. Yeah. Uh, hey, thanks. It's good, it's good to be here. Hey, welcome back to the show, Zane. Now, I assume that you came on because uh, of the Abercrombie documentary that's out. That they're they're finally busting out all the secrets. And you were a Abercrombie model. You said you you were a official employee of the store. I was, yeah. I don't know. If model's the right word. I think I was just uh, a, a stockroom guy. Were you a model employee? No, not at all. Oh, I got, so there's no model anywhere. No, there was no model. Nothing model about that job. I was. They stuck me back in the stockroom. Not even because of the color of my skin, but just because I was uh, bad. I'm bad at retail. <laughs> I don't know how to talk to people. So they were they were like, this guy's an idiot. You let and, your, and he's also brown, uh, which isn't consistent with, uh, you know, our values. You let your entire race down because if you would have tried really hard, then you would have had a good like racism lawsuit on your side. And yeah. now they all they have to do is be like, no, he was just bad at cleaning. Well, I think there was a, a, a class action. Yeah. Against them. Yeah. And I, I could have joined in on that. It was for the good employees, though, I think. Yeah. What did you do when you were there? Um, mainly folded. Folded the clothes? Yeah. Folded. And um, I don't know. What else do you do in retail? You, uh, <laughs> I mean, you worked there. Yeah. <laughs> I folded stuff. I, I grabbed stuff when people came back and told me, like, you know, I, I need a large and this. So I'd, like, go through the stock room. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like an interesting very, job. There's no, no there. Now, what when you were doing the the folded? Um, what were the uh, attractive people doing? What were they? What were, <laughs> the, what were the hot guys doing? Uh, they're all out front. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were you know working their working some game, uh, mm-hmm. working that retail game. They're out front. Are they shirtless out front or are they wearing shirts? No, they're wearing shirts. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's more of a Southern California thing. Well, that's almost yeah, like store policy, know. though. Like, if they didn't wear shirts, would it be even Amber Crombie? Like, you know, yeah, yeah. No, their whole brand was shirtless. When boys. have you gone to like Castleton Square Mall and seen people just like shirtless? Uh, I mean, the documentary was saying that that that's exactly what they were doing. They were popping off their shirts because if you look oh. at all the branding, it's all just like semi naked boys. They're selling. It's a shirt company, and they're, they're yeah. none of them are wearing the shirts. You can't sell nudity. Uh, okay. See, I think you're assuming just because I was there for two months, I'm like an expert on Abercrombie and yeah. like their business model. Well, that's why I, we I'm booked not... you. That's why we booked you on the show. Okay, I because I yeah. Well, then you're about to be disappointed. <laughs> what uh, was the final tipping point? Uh, I just uh, <laughs> the, it's the same tipping point uh, that I've had for every single job I've ever had. It's just yeah. I one day decide I don't want to go in, and then I just <laughs> uh, yeah, no call, no show. That's the tipping point. There you go. Is uh, yeah, it, it's I'm like I sleep in or I'm too hungover to come in, and then that's the tipping point. How many no call no shows do you think you've had in your lifetime? Um, I think a hundred percent of the jobs I've had, yeah, uh, I've I've have ended that way. You've never you've never once put in like any kind of notice. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know how to go about putting in a two weeks notice. My notice is immediate. Yeah. My notice is when I wake up and I'm like, oh, and, it's a, and then I decide that's <laughs> that's my notice. It's like a retroactive notice. Right. I actually yeah. quit yesterday. You yeah. just didn't know that. And then yeah, just like yeah. two weeks later, like, do you notice Zane hasn't been here? 
I've had jobs where I did I did that. I did a no call no show, and then like they were just so desperate. Uh, they were just so understaffed that they like begged me to come back. Oh my god! And I'm just like, man, no, because it's awkward now. Yeah, like, yeah. You want me to come back, and then I'm gonna be known as the guy that no called, no showed. And well, right. the, the two weeks notice thing is really only good if you're leaving on great terms. Yeah, because most I, I've definitely had jobs where I was like willing to do the like have put in a two weeks notice, and they were like, yeah, we're good because you're not getting quality work out of the two week notice employee. You know, right. Like what? What is there? They're just there to phone it in, if anything. Like, uh, I have had to train my replacement before. That's fun. Oh yeah, you put it in two weeks' notice, and you spend the last two weeks training the next person to do your job. Yeah, that's kind of a. Uh, I don't know. Is that a slap in the face? I had a friend who got fired, and then they made him train his replacement. He got fired. Like they gave him like a a notice, like. Is that a thing? Like a fire notice? Not usually. Mm. Okay, yeah, because usually like when... Two week, like a reverse two weeks notice? Yeah, I was like, like uh, we're letting you go, but it's going to be like at the end of the month or whatever. Mm. And so, and then they made him train his replacement, which I think is a, a pretty big slap in the face. I would have purposely trained them wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I would have trained that guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, every day at noon you go in and you shout at obscenities, obscenities at your boss. and uh, Yep. Uh, do a couple of Sieg Hiles. Oh, I have to do. I have to ask. Like, what was the shortest job you've ever had, Zane? Uh, the shortest job I ever had. Um, I, am I at a job interview? Like, what? Is, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Not with Why? that attitude. Oh, <laughs> I, I was just trying to see if you beat I, my record. I don't know. Let me uh, let me pull up my resume. I don't know. Yeah, you didn't Hold bring on. it with you. I knew Hold this. On. I knew this question would offend you. Hold on, I'm logging into LinkedIn. Um, the shortest job I ever had. You have a LinkedIn page. Oh, I, I don't really. Believe you would that. put that on your LinkedIn. I I remember uh, back in high school, I used to sell like these uh, international like calling cards. Like yeah. This, like back in the day, you know, people yeah, people still use them. I think, yeah, one eight hundred collect kind of style. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, there was like this old couple that used to buy them in bulk and then sell them to, I, I guess, like different like uh, international sort of like uh, markets. Oh, okay, markets. Yeah, yeah, like uh, sort of like you know, in Lafayette, there's like a lot of ethnic, uh, you know, like supermarkets. Yeah. Uh, so they mainly sell it to them. Um, and my job was to like kind of transport. The yeah, I honestly don't even remember because I I was there for like literally two days, uh, so I don't I don't remember what I did. But um, this think, is this is a great start to the podcast. This is uh, we're coming in hot. It is, and well, the thing that I like that you <laughs> add to every podcast is that you like to just knock that fourth wall down immediately. I don't think you've ever been on a podcast where you haven't said this isn't going to go well. It's a self fulfilling prophecy at that point. Okay, well, I'm just saying can the you, way you, you feed your guests here at the Harder Brunch <laughs> is not conducive to good podcasting. Because I like, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm gonna speak for myself, but half the podcasts I've done here, I've yeah. either been drunk or just like <laughs> in a food coma, and I don't even, you know, I don't remember ever remember what I said. I mean, I think it's more of a self discipline situation there. Oh yeah, well that's I mean uh, that's a good point. All I did is offer you a bunch of delicious food. Well, okay, so for the folks listening, and this is here's a, what happened. This isn't your first time with the with the like you used to literally come over every Sunday and eat food. No, I know. It's been a minute. I moved. Yeah, you did. Do your guests know that? No. 
Yeah, uh, your, your listeners. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you were like part of the show, and then okay. you've been, you been gone. So I think they assumed that you left. So I've been, yeah, it's been a minute. You know, I've been out the game. I've been, I'm not, I'm just like, I don't, I haven't had too many uh, harder brunch reps. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So when I came in today, I just wasn't, uh, I, I guess I just, yeah, I just kind of forgot. You thought maybe we had gone a minimalistic approach and we were just going to do one thing. Well, I thought, honestly, things. it was like supply chain issues or something. The supply like, chain. Yeah. because You thought my brunch was caught in the Suez Canal still. It was still jam- yeah. jammed up. Well, then it's a combination of that and then you also just moved. Right. Mm. So like you switched locations. So yeah. I thought maybe like you were focusing on setting up and you, it was going to compromise the actual brunch part of harder brunch. And so like when I walked in, you gave me like a little piece of like French toast. And I was like, oh, OK, I guess they're harder brunch is taking some budget cuts. <laughs> and then uh, so you started out being judgmental <laughs> of how little food there wow. was. OK, you wow. know what? I started off being quietly judgmental. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I happily nibbled on that French toast <laughs> pretending to enjoy it. Uh, but I didn't say anything out loud. And then uh, Dyke hits me with this like pot of delicious corned beef. <laughs> Which is like a, about a month late, by the way. It's uh, corned beef is an anytime treat, but go ahead. Okay, but so then I start, you know, going hard in the paint on some corned beef. Yeah, uh, thinking that was the main course. How much of that pot do you think you ate of the corned beef? I don't know. I mean, I it was I, a lot. It was a, Fair amount. It was a lot. It was a, it was a big. Lot. It was a large percentage. Uh, Dad saying it was a lot. It was. It was a lot. It was a lot because I just kept, you know, it made me feel uncomfortable because like I, I enjoyed the French toast so little that I was like, all right, I'm going to fill up on this. Um, I, okay. Like, I'm not trying to shit on your French toast. I'm I mean, just you, like, you're I don't dunking like on the French toast. I'm not. Well, I mean, aren't you supposed to dunk French toast? I mean, not this little shitty nibble that I gave you. But it was a, it was a mouge booze. I'm glad I didn't give you a stack of a big old stack of French toast. Cause he would have eaten I, them all and been angry. Well, I like, <laughs> I full and angry. I guess I guess I was just in the mood. It's I like sweet stuff. I like French toast normally, but I think I was just coming in like <laughs> yeah. expecting savory. Yeah, you didn't want uh, that. I was top. hungry. I was yeah. hungry. So then, okay. So then I go hard on on this corned beef, uh, uh, mm-hmm. and then You're like, thank God I'm done. So so the else. mistake. It's not a mistake you made. It's you know I'm I've been out the game for a minute. I forgot. This is what it's like. So you're you you space your courses out. Yeah. So like when that corned beef course came out uh it wasn't like a half an hour until the the last course came out so like i had half an hour to just stuff my face with corned beef <laughs> you know you see what i'm saying yeah. and then and then the last thing you brought out was super delicious and so i couldn't just have like one bite of that and then let it go again this all comes back to self-discipline which i have none of and what so. about now what did you what do you think about zach's dish Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then Zach hit me with the yeah. You threw a, a curveball by bringing in your own dish. Uh, it was good. I liked it. Like it, it, it was very thoughtful. Did you, did, <laughs> was, did you it, notice the branding on it? Yeah, yeah. It was was something tramp. Uh, no, it was uh, it, it was done like it was from a uh, uh, a shelter. Now, why did you yeah, do that? Yeah, yeah well, no, so uh, that was a homage to uh, the Thanksgiving. Uh, pitchin mm-hmm. where uh, I think it was one of the first times I met Zane mm-hmm. and you brought what was left over from the the mission yeah. Thanksgiving yeah over as your contribution to our potluck so I used to live like a block down the street from this mission <laughs> um, and I heard I had heard 
through the grapevine that on Thanksgiving they were just giving out like uh, food. I mean, you know, they were doing mission stuff. They were giving out food. And so I just like went uh, and also I'm like, I'm, you know, uh, lower income. I think I qualify for mission food sometimes. I don't know if not you're like all the time. I don't know if like, you're lower than the actual uh, unhoused. Okay. You do have a house, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying sometimes though, sometimes you though, dip below like, like when they have a really good day. Yeah. You're still, you're kind of below them. You're like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Situationally, you're, like up, you, you're like upper poverty. You're like yeah. bougie upper poverty. middle poverty. Upper middle. I'm poverty. saying, yeah. I'm saying, because your own line, your own like uh, economic security line, it fluctuates, mm-hmm. right. right? So I'm saying my line sometimes dips to the point where it's, uh, I it's appropriate. It's appropriate for yeah. me to go get some mission food. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't. If I was going, your- if I was getting mission food on a daily basis. Then you could call me like a, a con artist, a, a scam artist. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. no, no, no. We never. We we. You led with the fact that you can't hold down a job, so we know that money isn't rolling in. Exactly. We, we framed you properly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. This was all a part of the rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. When we rehearsed the podcast last night. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah so. So yeah. So like, I went to this mission. And I was just expecting like a plate. This is like during the day on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there's I a line of people that are hungry trying to get food behind <laughs> you. their families. No, uh, to be fair, I showed up late. Yeah. I showed up like I can't towards believe the, that <laughs> towards the very end when um, most of the people that were going to come in, they'd already grabbed their plates, and mm. then there was just like a surplus of food. There was like a bunch, a shit ton of food that they were trying to get rid of. Yeah, that the homeless didn't so, want to eat. Well, they, I mean, they would have thrown it away. Sure. So then, so then I come in and they see me and I'm like wearing sweatpants and they can't tell that I'm not homeless. And, and, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're even supposed to ask. Right. Yeah. I don't like <laughs> if somebody comes up and no matter what they're dressed like, you're yeah. not supposed to be like, all right, let's check. Yeah. yeah really? If you show them an ID with an address on them, they're yeah. like, we gotcha. Yeah. Cause there's no right. homeless pass. <laughs> Right, they didn't ask to see my W two in my yeah. They like didn't a do a weird interview piece like of we mail. Did. <laughs> right. They just took one look. Yeah. They just took one long look at those sweatpants, and they knew you were on tough times. So yeah, yeah. So then they were super nice, and I, you know, even if they figured that I wasn't homeless, they were still. They're not going to turn me yeah. away. Like I'm desperate enough to go to this right. place. Yeah. Plus, you're a thin guy too, so thin guys always can look hungry. You know. Right. Okay. And they're like, "Hey, aren't you the guy from the back of Abercrombie and Fitch?" Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. that guy that used to work in the back. He's yeah, fell on yeah, hard yeah. times. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so then they just gave me like a bunch of trays of food, and it was all like uh, like Thanksgiving food, right? It was like a corn yeah, bread there were souffle like and four full trays. Yeah, yeah, it was quite. Oh, yeah, so they, yeah, so so that's the, here's the thing though. Here's the upshot is I brought those trays. I didn't. Ju- I could have just kept kept it for myself yeah but i brought that the holiday spirit took you to share with you guys yeah your friends you're ironically the most generous there yeah i was i brought the most food i think like pound for pound i think i brought the most food it just it wasn't it was mission food it was mission food that i collected yeah but it was still food that i brought sure and then you guys uh, proceeded to shit on it well it's the presentation too because on the top it was like green bean casserole which is gray and green and and when you see that and you open it up and you're like, where did this come from? And you, you say the name and you say it's leftover homeless food. That's how it's presented. Yeah, that's what I said that. I said it was leftover homeless well, food. I yeah. heard from a birdie that it was. Yeah. 
I heard from Alberta it was, and so it looks like no, this this could be bad. It does it does paint a picture of Zane rummaging through a dumpster that's behind another dumpster. <laughs> 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 the homeless people threw it out from one into the other. Like, well, we don't need this. But see, here's the oh, thing: man. when you tell people the story that you know and that know Zane independently, yeah, they all go, "That's crazy," but yeah, it's on brand. Uh, it's okay. pretty much the, uh, the 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 reaction. The thing yeah. is, like I, I I know for twenty minutes on the ride from the uh, mission to our house, Zane was sitting pretty and living high, and is like, I'm I'm gonna knock everyone's socks off when I come in here with four trays of food. Like he was like coming home the conquering hero. I was I was super excited. You know, like when you, the kind of excitement you get, like when you're about to do a good deed, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> like donate food to yeah. a food pantry or yeah. something like that. Exactly. Steal, yeah, steal like food. that's that's like the kind of uh, energy I had. Like that's I was excited. Yeah. yeah, and then and then it completely backfired. It's like it's like you half got the holiday spirit. They'd be like like taking toys from children on Christmas from toys from tots. Yeah. Hey, where's that? Look no. at that toys from Toys Box. Your friends. No, it yeah. was like it was. Hey, look at these things. Okay, it's like I'm if gonna t- crush Secret Santa. <laughs> no, fuck that. <laughs> fuck all that noise. Listen, I don't like the way I'm being portrayed here. Okay, this is you yeah, guys are spinning this. accurately. <laughs> no, no, this is some bullshit. <laughs> You're making me feel like I'm. You're making it look like I'm stealing from the poor. Like I'm pulling some like reverse Robin Hood shit. No, like, no, no. I'm sorry. Reverse Robin Hood. I want to make this very clear. Zane never stole anything from the poor. Yeah. This is stuff that the unhoused did not want anymore. Okay, this was yes. stuff that people that don't have a place to live or any financial independence. Yes. Did not want to fuck with. And that's what you decided to bring over to our house. Well, it would have been thrown away. Yeah. It, it, would have, so, it was garbage. That's so, that's what they do with garbage. So Yeah, but it, it was garbage that hadn't yet been placed in the receptacle. Okay? So it was not, like, technically garbage. It was garbage that was going to be garbage. Right. It was future it, garbage. It was future pre-garbage. garbage. What's pre-garbage. Garbage. That I rescued. I rescued it. Yeah. I, like, I'm like a foster parent to that food. <laughs> See, this I, is where I, I think you I go around. <laughs> I fostered that food. And mm. and then I fed you uh, people. <laughs> it was. Okay. I mean, here's the thing: like you did the right thing, right? Yeah. And and we're we're starting to be classist now. But you didn't it's know there was a- really above used homeless food. No, no, we I ate some. Yeah, aren't you all about like uh, ethical dining and you know? Uh, ethical, lo- sourcing eth- local ethical, ethical cannibalism is what I'm into. Uh, okay. Yeah, I I think that might have been in some of that green bean casserole. <laughs> Who might knows? Have, might have been. I knew it. Soylent green casserole. Um, man, I thought that was gonna. Put, do we gotta do we gotta drop for yeah. that? Nope. Uh, this, oh this. man, we need to up our our bomb drops. Oh man. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Zane, it's always a pleasure having you. You know that we love. You know that we love you. Um, you are in town mm-hmm. because you are actually on Lucas Waterfill's. Uh, Album recording, which we just yeah. had him on the podcast last week. That's right. How's That's it going so far? Right. We're, we're in between shows right now. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, uh, Lucas uh, bombed. It was so bad. <laughs> uh, but everyone else did great. Yeah, so. well, that's important. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think instead of like recording a Lucas album, we're just going to put out our, the, his openers. Uh, yeah, that would be, yeah. Yeah, and just put that on an album and put Lucas's name on it. 
Um, that would be cool if there was just no. no one called the openers. <laughs> I'm uh I'm I'm kidding. Uh, Lucas has been doing great. Uh, both shows last night were amazing, super fun. Um, and they were at the White Rabbit Cabaret. And uh, what else? What was the question? We're just talking about you being back oh. in town. And- yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm back in town. I'm uh back in the hood. Is it? Um, does it feel? Di- How long have you been actually gone now? Uh, like six months. Cause we, Thad and I went down and visited you in, uh, yeah. in Atlanta Oh yeah. uh-huh. and you had said that you hadn't sit down, Travis, <laughs> or, uh, Tyler, Tyler, sorry, sit down. You're distracting me, Tyler. <laughs> Just yell at any white name. He'll respond to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the second contract. time. This is the second time I met him. Um, um but you, you had said you didn't, you didn't dive directly yeah. into stand up when you got down there. You'd kind of taken some time off. Correct. And by the time that we got down there, uh, few, uh about a month ago, mm-hmm. you said you had just kind of started getting back into it. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Um, we did, we all did a show together down there. Yeah. Uh, is there any difference in the feeling now of like being gone for six months and coming back? Cause obviously yeah. everyone's coming out to Lucas shows. Like it's, it's a bit, you have a, a lot of overlapping friend circles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just trying to do something with my hand because I know a photo's being taken of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's when I said, hey, guest. Action shot. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Um, does, does that feel any different? Like leaving yeah. and then coming back and then. Absolutely. One, because I'm uh, basically, I'm homeless right now. So right now, like I would, I should qualify for mission food because mm. I literally am like going, I'm couch surfing. Well, I'm uh, going from, you know, couch to couch. That's why I had to borrow uh, your socks today because uh, I you can go ahead and keep those. I packed lightly. <laughs> well, thanks again for those. Uh, You're yeah. welcome. Thaddeus <laughs> hook, hooked me up with a pair of socks because I you keep them. Yeah. yeah. The underwear um, we're going to need back, but socks. OK, are, well, OK, yours. don't. OK, I, I have my own underwear. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's. We don't go there. Don't slander me. It's a, <laughs> uh, you but, know, you know he wears his own underwear, Dyke. <laughs> He's told you that. I right, wait. Are you staying at a uh, uh, some comics that are on vacations? House. I was. I stayed with them for a couple of nights. Um, I st- I'm staying with uh, in in Fountain Square. Like I'm kind of yeah. I'm staying with uh, uh, Tad Ashelman. Okay. Um, that, that sounds like he, a made up name. He lives yeah, on uh, he lives on Woodlawn Avenue, I believe. His address is nine two three. All of this uh, sounds like an alias. And uh, uh, oh, are, we, are we just oh, doxing somebody? Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, Tadash! No, That's what no. we call him. Listen, I didn't give out the zip code, so it's cool. Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, no, yeah, I've been. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Like I came here, I came back, and it kind of like put into perspective like why I moved. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't mean that this podcast. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't mean that to shit on indie. I love this place. Uh, it's you know it's home, um, and it's been great to see like familiar faces and stuff. And but also it's like when I come here, I know so many people. There's so many people I like want to hang out with, and then I just end up like drinking with them, mm-hmm. and then I so I've just been on a bender for like the last week. Oh, and yeah. the thing about like when you move to a new city, you know, like you don't where you don't know as many people. Uh, you can have a bender in private. You well, you drink less. I've been <laughs> at least, I, yeah, or that. Um, but it's been yeah, it's like probably good uh, for my brain cells and you know my uh, liver. 
And do you like, do you like, so when I, I used to, I grew up on the West side of town. I've been over here for over a decade now, but mm-hmm. when I first moved from the West side to the East side, I liked the fact that I was, I felt like a, I'm not even going to run into anybody that I know over here. Like I felt yeah. so anonymous yeah, 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 that there was kind of like a small comfort in that. And now it's kind of got like out the window because Irvington's like Mayberry. It's like a little, you know, town inside of Indianapolis. Right. And you've like fed half this town. Yeah. Every, so everybody, knows, everybody knows you. If it's not from podcasting, it's from the food truck or from yeah. a past job or whatever. But not definitely not from comedy. No, no, no. nobody knows. Mm, no, nobody's aware that I do that. Unfortunately, even the people that come to my show. So like, what's he doing up there? Yeah. What, what is that? Where's the food? Why is, yeah. this, why is this not funny at all? Why is the food truck guy making announcements? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, do, do you like that being in? Do you like that kind of because? Uh, yeah, uh, the comfort of uh, anonymity, mm-hmm. as I like to call it. Yeah, yeah, it could be a blessing and a curse. I feel like. Yeah, it's um, it. I like it. Uh, it, there's times when I hate it. There's times when I like it, and you know, it's just like um, anything else in life. You, it's uh, ephemeral. It's uh, that's a, I just learned that word today. It's uh, means. Uh, not, you know, it, it, not it fluctuates, it oh. changes. Yeah. Um, but of the ether, is that the etymology of that? I don't know. Um, Hey, if you guys know the etymology of that word, go ahead and call in our hotline. One nine hundred. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we need a hotline. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. That's exactly what this podcast needs. Um, a hotline. Yeah. Just more, more people. <laughs> yeah. More people are being involved. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's there's like seven people sitting at this table right I now. Feel, it's like the Last Supper. I feel like he's taking shots. It's like, this, is a, mean, this is a Last Supper like with podcast equipment. Well, you remember that story from the Bible, the Last Supper, where Judas showed up and he ate so much corned beef that he couldn't. He yeah. could he could barely even betray Jesus. He was so full. Of corned no, meat. that's why he betrayed Jesus. Because <laughs> he was it's full. Because G- Jesus overfed him. He was thinking straight. And then and then made him do a podcast <laughs> where he just like phoned it in because he was so stuffed with corned beef. And then that's why Judas sold him out to the Romans. Honestly, Jesus I do not on him that. for being a better person and feeding yeah. the poor. Yeah, yeah. I like that I'm Jesus in this analogy. <laughs> like, like, but the dick Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> the overfeeding Jesus. <laughs> Jesus was kind of a overfeeder, you know. Well, he yeah. multiplied like the fish and the loaves. No, but you are a mensch. <laughs> you are you are like uh, the mensch of uh, of Indianapolis comedy. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So in that, yeah. So you're. Uh, you're you're like jesus in that sense (laughs) Mm -hmm. um just in the hospitality part yeah but i mean you also look like kim jong-un so (laughs) physically not so much um i was thinking about adding a foot washing portion to the podcast oh yeah come in eat some brunch get your feet washed do a nice little podcast yeah yeah you probably look more like jesus yeah with the glasses yeah i've been told that yeah yeah, especially with the glasses uh, I used to do a bit where I was like, yeah, I look like Jesus if he started balding and then went to lens crafters. <laughs> uh, 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 I know what you guys are thinking. I know that wasn't yeah. supposed to make me laugh. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, listen, I'll take fake laughter. Um, uh, well, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back with more uh, of TV Zane Zadie. Great. Lens crafters. Yeah. 
Kanye really is trying to capture the boomer market. Isn't he? He's like, how about we just do a straight up Billy Joel mashup? Yeah, I love, I love the the uh, the drop, um, the I'll write you n words, and then it just goes into <laughs> Billy Joel. Like, it's such a which is funny because Billy Joel used to say that at his own concerts. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a direct cover. So, hi, and welcome back to the Harder Brunch Podcast. Uh, we're talking with comedian Zane Zaney. Now, uh, Zane, we were, uh, we were joking around in the first mm. half of the segment, but, uh, mm. off mic, we were talking about, um, I think part of the reason I think you're like the Thanksgiving story is so funny is because you're uh first generation, yeah. uh, immigrant family. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were talking about being a kid that, cause like Thanksgiving wasn't necessarily something that you guys did every year right. at your house. It wasn't part of your family tradition. And you were talking about how like sometimes your family would make like uh, Pakistani food. Yeah. And like, you just wanted to do what all yeah, the kids and- in your class were doing. And I feel that because right. like, being being a mixed kid that was raised around white people, mm-hmm. I always wanted to just like you. You never wanted to stick out as a kid. Like you just mm-hmm. wanted like how do I uh, <clears throat> assimilate as best as possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I uh, absolutely you'd want to assimilate, and uh, and also it also just seemed fun. Like when you're a kid, and you know you hear about like uh, all these like white kids in your class talking about their Thanksgiving break, like uh, you know. Talking about like, oh, I had like 30 people from my extended family come and we smashed a turkey and like, I don't know, it just sounds fun. Um, Not so much anymore. That doesn't sound fun to me anymore. But like, yeah. So like whenever my mom would make uh, like Pakistani food on Thanksgiving, I'd be like, I'd I I, one night I was like, I'm not eating this shit. Like Uh, I said that and she smacked me. Yeah. uh, And then I and then I ate that shit. Um, Was it good? It was good. I mean, it's yeah, she it was I remember it was like uh, uh, it's it's called alu puri. It's like uh, um, kind of like fried uh, naan okay. um, like, yeah, like pan fried naan and you uh, and, and it's just like potatoes, like diced potatoes. It's like a um, a Pakistani like brunch, like staple. Mm-hmm. I'd like to try um, to say the name. If yeah. you don't mind. <laughs> alu puri. Like I look pretty, like but alu pretty, <laughs> yeah alu puri. Oh alu puri. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Thank you. Um, but but yeah, like I don't know. I was just being like a bratty little kid. Uh, and I don't know. Like, are, are we talking specifically just about Thanksgiving <laughs> in, <laughs> this is, in in April? This is um, this is only uh, that corned beef Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, I just uh, no for sure. Can I tell you guys like a somewhat depressing story? I'd love, um, it. I'd love it. So this is uh, you know I'll I'll give the I'll give a forewarning. It's not like a happy story, but um, yeah, like I guess like going along with the theme of like not wanting to stand stand out. Like as a kid, you know, you just kind of want to blend in, especially like when you're a brown kid in a school of like mostly white kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in Carmel, and um, in middle school, I remember one time. Uh, I was like in English class and my guidance counselor comes in and he calls me out uh, and he takes me to his office and he pulls me out of class 
And um, he sits me down and he's like, Zane, the reason I brought you in today is because uh, I've gotten some complaints from your fellow students and also some teachers um, about your body odor. Okay. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I, I mean, um, I wear deodorant. I shower. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, like at that time, my mom was buying like generic Meyer brand deodorant and it just like it shut it, out. It just said stick on it. <laughs> There's no so, speed. Yeah. <laughs> stick. It just straight up said stick. It was like a white deodorant and it, and it just said stick in like comic sans or something. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I'm probably going to get Alzheimer's someday. Um, <laughs> my grandfather had it too. So that doesn't help. But uh, yeah, so. I, oh, and so then my, my teacher was like, you know, I told him, I was like, you know, I shower, I like, I, I shower like vigorously. Yeah. I use like soap and everything. Um, and this and, is like at the time, like nobody ever wants to be the stinky guy. Right. Like, right. Junior high. Is that what this yeah, is? Yeah. Like? Yeah. Yeah. This is like the worst time in your life to be called out for smelling bad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're already so insecure, you know, about everything else. And now like i never was in- insecure about my body odor <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, you know, until this happened. Uh, but then, um, my counselor, my guidance counselor was like, uh, so, <sighs> And, and I almost like saw it in real time, like the light bulb, you know, the light, the light bulb go off in his head, uh, where like, it's, it's almost like as if he thought he just connected the dots. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, um, so what's your ethnicity? And I was like, I'm Pakistani. And he was like, well, that means your mom must make, uh, different kinds of foods at home. Right. And I was like, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we definitely don't eat Turkey on Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> and he was like, well, Unless you know, it's out of the trash. <laughs> is that, does that food maybe like, does the smell linger? Like maybe that's Whoa, like kind wow. of like, you know, uh, maybe you just have like a stench from that. <laughs> no. Yeah. And this is the uh, guidance counselor saying this. Yeah. Holy dog. shit. These aren't bad. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Marty. We just call We used to call Mid-fly. him Marty. Um, yeah. I, I forgot. Uh, he's like an old white guy. Uh, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so I went home and I told my mom. You think and maybe it's just like a foreigner stench you have on you? Yeah, no, straight really up. A, not a body odor in particular. Just more of a yeah. from parts <laughs> unknown kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, you, maybe it's just the Pakistani in you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, maybe you should cut back on the alu purdy. Is it, is, it, is it maybe the fish heads and chicken beaks that you guys are eating all yeah, the time? Yeah, but, um, but I... I I want to step here because I want to play ignorant here. Like, is it racist for a white man to notice that yes. and be aware that the culture has possibly smelly foods yeah. to other cultures? I I, I think I possibly think, smelly foods should be the title of this episode. <laughs> po- possibly like, smelly foods. I was trying to be politically correct. I feel like there's a big difference. Well, you failed. <laughs> <laughs> you you failed big time. Um, no, it's all good. So you're asking, is it racist? It's, I don't know. I mean, I think if that happened today, this was like in 1998, if that happened today, like, bro, that shit would like make the news, you know, like that would be, that would at least be like a viral tweet. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all went to schools that had like a white base, a a strong white base. Yeah. I mean, I was asked to sit outside. Um, in the hall while they read Huckleberry Finn. Like, like this is a true story. Oh yeah, you know, 
Um, but I wanted to see the white people say the N word. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where I, that was my drive. But but like I don't know. I feel like sometimes with, the, with this culture, we have to start pretending like we don't notice things. Yeah. And so I I don't like that. Whereas like white. Is that such a bad thing? Well, I will say in his defense, I think he was genuinely trying to be helpful. Yeah. Um, and like, he was always like a nice, he was a guidance counselor. You know, he's like, when you imagine a guidance counselor, like that's what this guy was. He was like a friendly dude. Um, and I think he was just trying to help me not be smelly. Plus, I don't think, but, that, I don't think that was, Oh, I don't think in 1998, that was even a thought of being raised. I mean, it was just very much like, yeah, I'm sure Indian and Pakistani people eat smelly food. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that yeah. was even like a joke. So, like okay. in movies and stuff, like so Indian finish, food in a diaper kind of thing. Right. I'll finish the story. So then, like, <laughs> I I went home and I and I told my mom about this. Yeah. And my mom was like, uh, you know, I was kind of expecting. So my mom, bless her soul. Um, I don't know. Bless her soul. She's still alive. I made, just made it sound like she's dead. Rest but, in um, peace. Uh, my mom, who's still alive, said, uh, okay, uh, I'll start making more spaghetti. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so that's oh, how that okay. ends. Well, I don't yeah. like that. Wow. Uh, I don't like that. That's reverse appropriation. He did warn us <laughs> this, was, this story was going to take a sad turn. It's you not, know, it's not a great story. I mean, you know, my mom... Is like kind of a uh, like a meek uh, immigrant woman. She's yeah. not like she she's not the uh, one to like stand up against um, you know uh, injustice. Like she's not like she she just didn't have that in her. Like when she moved here, her whole thing was survival. Like yeah. and, and how do you survive? Is you assimilate and you kind of just like blend in quietly. Do your best yeah. to do that. So I mean, you know, there wasn't like a huge uproar. And that, that's a part of uh, being like a first generation, like the, the people that are supposed to stand up against that shit are like the first generation. Like, so people like me, mm-hmm. like if I have kids and that happened, then I, then I'd be like, Oh, okay, well then let's fucking, you trying to, you know, you, let's start some shit. You, you want to start some shit. Let's start some shit. Yeah. I feel um, like if you were cooking at home though, it'd probably be sm- bad smelling though. Uh, but not yeah. not anything not, to do with your just ethnicity. Be a reflection for on sure. your skills as, a, <laughs> yeah, as an adult. Just, yeah, uh, yeah. I definitely am not a good cook. Um, I yeah. do I do enjoy that they made sure to solidify how serious it was. It's like it's some students and teachers. Like, yeah. like they could have just said students and been like, yeah, students are assholes. Maybe maybe that's it. You know? But yeah. They, what they the definitely fuck? like. I think as about well that. As some other community members. There were letters written. <laughs> I th- I think about that all the time. Like, what teacher is going to my gun? You know, the to the front office at Ooh, that brown kid smells. And yeah, complaining <laughs> about my stench. Will you bring like a brown paper bag, like luncheon? And so I have a keep theory. It in the cubby holes. <laughs> so I I have a theory actually as to what exactly happened. And I, I don't think it had anything to do with Pakistani food. I think so. It's I my, my deodorant. So I think I think what happened is like uh, during lunch, right? School lunches. I always used to buy lunch, um, and I think that was my downfall because I used to buy. Uh, this is like back in the '90s. You know, uh, health healthy food wasn't really like a priority. Yeah. You know, I don't think they were, you know, stressed about feeding the kids kale yeah. and broccoli. So, like, I used to get straight up just, like, nachos every single day. Sure. Like, smothered in cheese and beans. Mm-hmm. 
beans, dog. I ate so mm. many beans during lunch, and I used to drink chocolate milk. And I am now lactose intolerant. Like I'm pretty sure I was back then too. Oh. And just slightly so then, more tolerant than you yeah. are now. So then I remember, like after lunch, uh, I would sit in on this in this math class, um, and every single day I would fart. Mm. I would just like rip every single every day. And the girl behind me, uh, her name was Jessica something. <laughs> and uh, and she would just like make faces at me through all throughout math class. Yeah. You're, you're, you're crop dusting her. Yeah. And it was like I felt bad, but it was like out of my control. I didn't know what else to do. So in, um, instead of admitting that, you just told your mom that. Everybody thinks it's because of her food. Yeah, this yeah. is and then, from a, and then told now now she has to cook more spaghetti because you this just eat too many beans. Story about racism, just yeah. story about your sphincter being out of control. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, like I didn't connect the dots until much later. <laughs> gotcha, so like gotcha. I didn't know at the time, and okay. and also to be fair, they did blame it on my mom's food. Right, right. He put the idea in your head. Yeah. Like yeah. he's like, well, I mean, Inception. they're probably talking yeah. about and you. Were like, so, sir, the bad smells are coming from <laughs> inside the house. Yeah, of this school yeah yeah i was uh it was just like uh a, a gratuitous amount of beans and uh chocolate milk i think that's what fucked me up i had uh when i was uh, a freshman was a very farty farty kid a, a far- <laughs> See, he didn't leave with that he was a farty boy he didn't leave with any of that <laughs> when, when i was a can, fr- we de- can we delete this episode <laughs> does this have to be released when i was a freshman uh i went to catholic school and i remember being in class and i mean I could have very well not been smelling fresh that like I was a kid. It was uh, in and out of deodorant. I, I, mm. I don't remember putting deodorant on every day. Yeah. It was kind of like, yeah, put it on when I smell bad kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I remember these two really like the two cutest girls in class. Yeah. Like they're sitting there with their like Catholic school girl uniforms on and like they're like looking at me and giggling and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting attention from these girls. Like, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. And I realized that like they're doing it the whole class. And then I realized they started spraying me with perfume. Oh, my gosh. And so they were they had just been making fun of the fact that I stunk all day. And then <laughs> spraying perfume on me so I didn't stink. Oh, that's rude. And I was like, oh, this isn't the kind of attention I wanted from women. Yeah. But, no. then, did you, but then did you just, like, smell awesome the rest of that day? I think I think I went hard on the I I got the the full speed stick after that. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, oh, both both mm. words. Well, I also remember. So my grand, I have the same. I don't know. Do you ever notice this? Do you have the same bo as the men in your family? Like I remember being a little kid before I hit puberty, and my grandpa would come in from like cutting the grass or whatever. Yeah, and I just remember the smell washing over as he walked past of just this man bo. Yeah, and just be like, this is the. It's such a distinct smell. I'll never forget it. Yeah. My and father also used to eat a lot of beans and drink chocolate milk. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. But then when I went through puberty, I was like, oh, I have my grandpa's B.O. Like, I smell just like grandpa. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the exact same brand of of, of O. Yeah, yeah. Um, Grandpa's pits. Yeah. <laughs> That's my new yeah. brand of deodorant. Uh, so did you notice anything uh, today as far as the theme? <laughs> Of the food that we... Because everything has a theme now. Um, the theme of the food today. So let's uh, recap. Let's rehash. Uh, this is a difficult one. This isn't an easy... Okay, yeah. I don't think I'm going to get this because... Uh, I'll give you a hint. It was catered to you a bit. Okay, so we got some French toast. We started off with some French toast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then came the corned beef. 
And then came that... Uh, Some say too much corned beef. The corned beef yeah. is really confusing. <laughs> you it, should not consider that one thematically. It threw me off. Uh, it was definitely a cur- a, cor- a, a curveball. I almost said cornball. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was, it was a cornball cor- of beef. There it is. Um, and then we, we capped it off with that brisket shit. What was that? Like with the holidays on it? <laughs> You're a real Chris King, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, brisket Benedict, yes, I believe. Okay, okay, yeah, that was delicious. Um, I, everything was delicious. Uh, I'm trying to think of the theme. I'd say, um, <laughs> and then Bridget Hurry and Peace Be Upon Her uh, brought that dessert. Yeah, that's right. Peace be upon her, her and and Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, those two. Yeah, that that uh, cake thing she brought was so good. Um. I don't know, man. Is the theme just like uh, inconsistency, <laughs> like yeah. lack lack of consistency? Oh man, just like going from <laughs> one, just like one thing to something completely different. <laughs> no through line, no theme. Is that the theme? No, no theme. No, this close. That was the okay. Good one. Uh, no, the the theme uh, this week was balling on a budget. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know how I feel about this. Okay, so this whole podcast, we've basically litigated how broke I am, uh, how smelly I am, um, how how I'm just like a broke ass smelly person that's I will say, stealing food from missions. I will say you offered the smelly part. I don't think I don't think we led with the yeah, smelly but and you weren't stealing. You, it was more Robin Hooding, you, gifting. You rope doped me into telling that story. You started with with the Thanksgiving thing, yeah, and then that led perfectly. That segued perfectly into my sad story about smelling in junior high. Yeah, it did. It was a perfect, so like you, a perfect fit. That's all, yeah. To be fair, that was the theme before you were the 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 confirmed guest. Oh, okay. Balling so, on a budget. Yeah, it was. Okay, it okay. was the confirmed theme, and I didn't really know what to do with it until yeah, no, I knew so, you were going to be the guest. So I okay. ditched the whole concept and just did the, something to make fun. The of The reason the reason it was the theme, Zane. I don't know if this makes you feel any better. Is that I am broke this week. Uh huh. So I wanted to see how much we could stretch. Uh, Product that I already had in the house, yeah, and uh, lower my grocery bill, which I will say, I get why it makes more. It, so it's what's in your fridge. That was the theme. Yeah, it wasn't like just the generically balling on a budget. It's what was in Dyke's fridge this week. Yeah, well, it's I, like the the that's cap, where all the like, corned beef comes from. It's like Capital One, but in the kitchen. What's I, in what's in your fridge? I will say this: I spent a fourth of what I normally do for the for the brunch today, and you would never have known that. I never would have known that. That was one of the that was like a top five brunch I ha- I've had. See, so you don't need to ball out. You don't need to buy buy like fancy you know lobster meat. Um, you know you don't need to. Yeah, you can just go simple and and uh, trick your guest into thinking it's expensive i will say this the corned beef i did get because one time i bought corned beef for something and i didn't use it but it had just been like simmering in a crock pot overnight yeah and i believe you got into it and some other people did and then everybody was just like raving about the corned beef that was in the crock pot and no one said shit about all the other five things that i made and i was like well, if crockpot or if crockpot corned beef is such a hit, then I'm just gonna do that because it is, man. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's a very tender meat, and it's just very good, and you know, and you prepare it very well. And beef is, uh, I like beef because it's not pork. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, why are you broke? 
What's that? Why are you broke this week? Uh, I'm, just, I'm, inter- I'm practicing uh, being intermittently broke. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, no, I just, uh, you know, sometimes just, I went out of town for comedy for two weeks is what happened. So yeah. I, didn't, I didn't bartend on the weekends. Okay. Okay. And so that just kind of eventually catches up. Oh with man. You. I will I, not be broke at the end of this week, but I w- I'm going to be broke when I go back to Atlanta. Cause I've not been making money here. I've been making some money doing shows, but like not, um, enough to pay rent. Now, when Thad and I came down to see you, we yeah. actually had it pretty pretty good because I would say our shows at least covered like gas and yeah. and food yeah. for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then my paycheck hit when I was on, and I was like, "Wow, this is the first time I think I've taken a vacation where I didn't come back just like in complete yeah. poverty for the next three weeks." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that must be nice. But then um, I went out of town the next weekend and then eventually caught so up. So you're you're being like a good little Muslim right now for people that don't know. Uh, Dyke is like doing his own little version of Ramadan um, <laughs> where, where you're on month. You're coming up on month three of not drinking. Uh, it'll be four month four next week. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would think um, just but then think- I'm done. Like, I'm not I don't want to misrepresent myself. Right. Then you're going to go back to being a degenerate. Yes. But. Uh, but how, like, how much money do you think you've saved? None. I don't believe when people say like, quit smoking, quit drinking, you'll save all this money. Like you immediately find other ways to spend it. Nobody quits smoking cigarettes and then puts all that money in a jar. Yeah. You just shift how you squander that money away. Okay. So yeah, I'm, uh, I, I, I quote unquote saved money on this, but then it, it just goes into porn, other bad habits I picked up like my porn yeah. addiction. Yeah. 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 You know? You've been open about that. Yeah. Uh, I've always, I've like been thinking about like if, what, if I quit drinking, I think I'm going to start gambling. Yeah. Uh, cause I've thought about quitting drinking many times. I like did a sober month earlier this year. Um, uh, but I, I want to like sub- replace my drinking, uh, addiction with a gambling addiction. Gambling. I think in all honestly, like I know you're doing a bit, but no, I'm not. I'm uh, really not. Like I, I think gambling is the worst addiction. Hold up. Let's back up. I'm not doing a bit. No, no, I'm not. You really want to get into gambling? I want to get into gambling. Yeah, because I think I I watch enough basketball. I would mainly gamble on basketball on NBA. Are you uh, like a um, like an uncut gems kind of gambler? I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna get that deep. Well, no one it. no one plans to. <laughs> I think but, that's how it works. So I want. I am interested in getting into gambling. Um, and I think I want to. I want to incentivize myself. Uh, by telling myself if I quit drinking, then I can start gambling. Okay. Okay. Cause I'll, I will, I will save money. Cause I, I do go to bars and stuff and I drink, uh, spend money at bars and I think I can then allocate that money to gambling. And then when I say gambling is a cooler addiction than drinking, I'm yeah. saying, I say that because it's just like when you see like uh, a gambling addict walk by, you're like, Oh, that guy, you know, he, he's willing to risk it all. That mm-hmm. guy lives life on the edge. When you see like an alcoholic walk by, you're just like, that dude is a shitty father and (laughs) fuck him. And yeah. And so that's why I think um, I'd rather, uh, yeah, get (laughs) pick up a gambling addiction. Because there's not a lot of shitty parenting stories that involve gambling addictions. (laughs) Not in my mind. It's all about (laughs) gambling. Gambling addicts have good PR. Like whenever I think of a gambling addict, I think of like a cool ass dude. I think you're thinking of people that like are professional <laughs> poker players. Like, maybe, maybe like not the, the. So here's I think gambling is like being a drunk without the fun part. You know, like at least if you're an alcoholic, you yeah you pay for something that you get to experience. Yeah. Whereas like gambling is you just get a high from the 
the brief moment of could I possibly win? Like yeah. I went and bought a lottery ticket. Anytime like the lot of like the Powerball is like four hundred million dollars right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know that if I pay two dollars when I buy that ticket to the time I eventually find out that I didn't win. Yeah. I can play out this little fantasy of what I'm going to do. That's with not $400 gambling. million. Dollars. That that's, is gambling. That's not gambling. That's just like broke ass. Like that's like, that's so few. That's uh, it, it's, it's an exercise in futility is futile buying those lotto tickets. Like, and all you're doing is wasting everyone's time at that gas station. <laughs> sure. Cause it takes time to get yeah. those tickets. And then everyone behind you in line is going to get mad and you're not going to win any I mean, money. I buy, I buy one I'm talking ticket. About actual, I'm not buying like 15 tickets. Are you reprimanding Dyke? About <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause like, he's, yeah. You just went on this whole thing about how gambling is the most superior yeah. addiction. Yeah. yeah but that's and Dyke says, yeah, I like lottery tickets. No. And you go, no, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> no. First of all, that's wrong. That's what Second of all, it's, Kind of pussy. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It's inconsiderate, and it's also just like some broke ass shit. Like, no, <laughs> it's not real gambling. It's it is uh, futile. You it's, you're talking about. You want to be a gentleman's gambler. I want to. What's I wanna, your game? I want to gamble on the ponies s- on sports. Yeah, I, I all that shit. Okay. I want to dress start, up in a suit and go. Or I don't need to dress up in a suit. I'll just wear you know my clothes right now. So and, what do you do? Let's say you say you win on a on a big sports game. Yeah. And you win. How much are we betting? How much? What are your windfalls here? <laughs> um, so I need to look up the odds right now, but I think uh, I'm I'm liking Golden State to win because I think they're odd. They're at plus odds. OK, because um, I think Phoenix is still the favored. I need to double check this, but uh, Phoenix just lost their best player to injury. He'll be back in like two weeks, but then their second best player is Chris Paul, who's like super old and is historically he's been injury prone. Okay. So I think if I, let's not get bogged down on the players. I'm saying, okay, if you win, if you <laughs> yeah. win, if you come into a windfall with money, yeah. and you're not drinking now. What are you spending your winnings on? Oh. What, what is your gam? What does your life as a gambler look like? Um, I think it would just be, I think it would just like fund my life of laziness. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah, less Ubering. yeah. Like I wouldn't have to work my, you know, st- stupid shitty job. Um, I'd feel more comfortable not working it. Uh, I'd feel, um, yeah, just more at ease, just having money, just like just having extra money, um, is like such a, it, it, you know, it's psychologically just like, uh, it, it's calming. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now what if, and God forbid, I know this doesn't happen to many gamblers, but what if you didn't win? And instead of having a windfall of cash, you're now in a more financially dire situation than yeah. you originally were. So then like, and then, so then when I walk by, people are going to say that guy, he lost it all. <laughs> yeah. Cause he was willing to risk it all. But yeah. they were like, at least he's what, not, at least he's not what drinking. A, what a badass. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think anyone would say that. That guy. <laughs> Look at him. He put it all on the line. I like. I like how like Zane's like with a group of friends is walking, watching people walk by. Like that guy never gambled, still drunk. <laughs> That guy, look at him right there. What do you not? You lost not, it all at the casino. Do you not uh, suss people out when they walk by? They're yeah, I try to figure in, out if they're winners or losers. Yeah, yeah. or when somebody walks by, are you not like oh, that guy looks like a gambling addict? Yeah, or that guy looks like an alcoholic. I go, oh. I go, hey, that 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 smelly guy over there. He looks like yeah. he risked it all. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did risk it all by eating all those beans in <laughs> junior high. 
He's just in the. I just picture him in the food pantry, like with uh, the mission, just like judging everybody in the line. That guy, drunk, <laughs> gambler, drunk. No, I no, I'm not doing that. I'm not the the point isn't to be judgmental. It's for me to replace one vice yeah. with another. Yeah, uh, that can potentially be profitable. Now, how how about how about a nice sex addiction instead Wait. of? Um, I don't. I don't think uh, I don't think I'm capable of having a sex addiction. I don't think I'm horny enough. Oh, yeah, mm. not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that got sad. Yeah, real quick. it just derailed the whole thing. I mean, I feel like people with sex addictions um, have worse problems than gambling, possibly. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I could just pick up a sex addiction and. Uh, guys, it as uh, polyamory. Oh, I, yeah, because yeah, that's all the sex. Polyamory is just like uh, sex addiction for you know people that are in denial. Oh, okay. Is that harder brunches stance? <laughs> <laughs> I said, a statement. I, okay, I said that. I said that earlier before the podcast started, it, yeah. and uh, it killed, and you and it killed, and so yeah. I thought, uh, hey, let yeah. me whip that one back out. Yeah. It's never it's never as good the second time. It's never as hot it's as like, when we practice. Yeah. It. Hey, to all of our poly jollies, uh, we do want to apologize. <laughs> apologize. Apologize. There it is. What <laughs> chink? Hit that. Hit that thing. Oh no. No, that's oh. fine. Go ahead and hit that thing. <laughs> Zay, oh, oh. We're just all over the board. Zane Zadie, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, it's good to be here with you, motherfuckers. Uh, we, you know, we just like to build you up. Um, where can people find you and follow you on social media? You build me up only to break me down. <laughs> uh, I don't. You know how I feel about plugging my socials. Yeah, like I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna do that. Well, just if, just like write it when you tweet it when you put it on Instagram. Just include my handle. Okay. Because what? because I feel like a loser. I feel like a loser being like, oh, follow me. Uh, uh, That's fair. It's because then you know I've never gained a single follower from being on your podcast. <laughs> I will say that. Wow. Maybe. May, <laughs> I, okay. My I'm Zane Zadia on Instagram and uh, shut up Zane Zadia on Twitter. Now, guys, I Brunch Nation. I, I'm speaking directly to you now. I want everyone to go out, and I want everyone listening to follow Zane. Stop what you're doing right now. I don't care if you're driving on the interstate. Just yeah. throw it in park. And I want you to pull out your phone, and I want you to follow Zane Zadie on social media. And I want you to yeah. at mention Harder Brunch uh, in the comments yes. so they know yeah. who sent them to Zane Zadie. Yes, yes. Yeah, That wouldn't that be a fun game? Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't that be a... Are your uh, we'll show all, you? Are are your listeners children? We'll show you. Look, they 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 are part of the brunch nation. They're the most loyal fan base. No, I love them. All I love, fan basery. Listen, I'm not hating. I love brunch nation. And if if they made it all the way to the end of this podcast, this is where we normally put the gold. We always yeah. bury the gold <laughs> in the the very end of the second half. Right. Yeah. Uh, Daddy Shane McKee, where can people find you and follow you on social media? Um, you can follow me. I, got, I started a new foundation called the Brunch Niggas. Okay. Um, it is uh, a White House. <laughs> what? That's not a thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just making that up. All right, fine. Um, you can follow me at uh, Zane Zaddy. Uh, that's Instagram. And shut up Zane Zaddy at 
You know that, where? Yeah, Thad and I have a joint account now. That's nice. I, we're like, we're, yeah, we operate like it's like one of those couples accounts. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering why you guys were yeah. holding hands our, in the photo. Well, yeah. our agent said it's not a good idea. <laughs> our same it's agent. It's real yeah. confusing. He said it was a bad idea for <laughs> distinguishing ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We use the same profile picture, too. We also have the same agent, which is weird. Yeah. Sauce Boss Zach. Uh, recently, I've entered a poly relationship, so you can find me <laughs> at Zane Zaddy as well. <laughs> hey, okay. Uh, I'm at, at Dyke Michaels on all social media. Um, please check out our uh, After Brunch podcast. It's uh, Patreon subscribers, uh, only $3, patreon.com backslash Harder Brunch. Zane Zaddy's going to hang out, and he's going he's gonna to be uh, dishing all the good stuff on the After Brunch. So that's right. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, uh, it's uh, it's going to be all stuff that's uh, protected behind a paywall. Yep. He's calling people out by name. He's, yep. he's naming names. That's right. Uh, and we'll see you next week.